I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The National Obsession with John Cadogan and Charlie Baker. You are listening to the National Obsession and National League Football Podcast with me, Charlie Baker, and John Cadogan. And this is, in, let's just reiterate this, in no way a Talkie United podcast. If people okay. are joining us <laughs> from other National League teams, yeah. thinking, yeah, I want a broad, a broad reference to all the National League teams there are, and just to find out about all of them in a general way, this is the podcast for you, John. Look, over the course of the next half an hour, you might have sort of reason... To believe that this is the Talk United podcast, but it's not. All right, and I'm, I'm sick people... of hearing about it. But on yeah. a on a related note, I'm just sending you a picture of uh, of of what I'm wearing now. Oh. Um, that what have you got on, John? <laughs> Tell me what you're wearing, John. What are you wearing? Here we go. It's coming here to you is. now. On a related note, here it comes. <laughs> not a talkie podcast. Not but... a talkie podcast. He's in. Oh, he's in the third kit from last yeah, season. I certainly Beautiful, am. Beautiful, John. That's one of the worst pictures I've ever taken. But and you get the. Uh... It, it's lacking palm trees, though, John. It is, it? isn't it? Lacking the palm trees that seem to be the winning palm trees. We haven't lost in yellow. When I say we, I mean the team Talkie United. I don't mean yeah. we. One of the teams in the National League is Talkie United, John. Just one of them. That's one of them, and. At random, they sometimes come up on this podcast, don't they? It's going to happen eventually. We've got to talk eventually. about we talk about them all, and and it's Talkie's turn. It's, <laughs> it's it's definitely Talkie's turn. Hey, exciting week for me this week, John. Hey, I was thinking back actually. You know, remember last season there were a couple of uh, episodes where I was really poorly. Do you remember that? Where I was like, oh, I'm going to try and listen back to that. Uh, yeah, vaguely. And I've got a strange foreboding. <laughs> that was possibly me having the COVID, John. I'm gonna, oh, do you think? I've not had the antibody test. That's interesting. This week, John, you know I'm a big cyclist. Did I ever tell you I did the Dartmoor Classic? <laughs> and Dave Thomas was one of the marshals, yes. <laughs> I've, told, I've told you that story, right? Yes. Okay, how, okay. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> good old Dave. God, Dave really brightens up the... I was, I was by random. I chose a stream to watch this week. The last three streams I've watched by random have been talking United. But you were streams. watching it for Stockport, for Bromley, Stockport, for Chesterfield, uh, Chesterfield yeah. You know, I'm just picking teams all the way along. Yeah. They all seem to be playing Talk United. I, yeah. don't, I don't know why that is. Anyway, 
Dave Thomas needs to cheer up, doesn't he? He's had a bit of a mare so (laughs) far. I like it when he was decrying people passing the ball. When they passing it around there at the back. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't talk like like that. Get forward. 1960 chip to John Chimp. Ernie Pym wouldn't have done this. They'd have, they'd have yeah. just leathered it and then punched <laughs> someone in the eye, and that would have been a goal. I like the bit in the Stockport game where he, he was uh, annoyed that, that goalkeepers weren't punching opposition strikers more. It was <laughs> an odd moment. I do agree with that. <laughs> you've, got, you've got to come and claim the ball. You're not watching the streams, though, are you, John? Because you think it's unlucky. Well, we can come to this later we'll on if you like. But uh, yes, I've, I've... Anyway, let me continue my yeah. brilliant anecdote. Cycling. Week. Cycling. I bought John. Because it's winter coming in, and I think we're going to get locked down again. And I've really got to shift this stomach. <laughs> <laughs> Once and for all, I bought a, a tur- what they call a turbo trainer, John. It's a, like a rolling road for the back of your bike. It's a, it's a, it's a wheel. Oh, yes. You, yes, you I know your, the things. You yeah. attach your back wheel to it, yeah. and it's got a wheel on it. And it, and it. But I bought a smart one, which talks to your phone, <laughs> and it tells you where, how many miles you've done, how much power you're putting into it. Absolutely brilliant. Anyway, you know I get this problem with my toe, John, now and again. No. You do know I get the Halix Limitus. I've told you about that. I don't, times, I don't you probably have. <laughs> I just I tune out. the same thing that, en- <laughs> that, that finished Gary Lineker's career. I think it's very similar. Oh, okay. And that's where the similarities end. <laughs> it really is. I thought it was, you remember it? I thought it was gout. Uh, long, long time listeners to the podcast will be able to tell you. Go back, John. I thought it was gout. It's not gout. It's Halix Limitus. Right. Right. Anyway, it swapped feet because I bought new wellies and it swapped feet. Um, and it's now on my right foot. Anyway, I thought, oh, I've got this new. Where's the story put, going? It started. Where's that story going? Where's that story going? Anyway, flared up. It's flared, flared up. I thought it had gone. I put on my bike shoes to clip into my new bike to do a good indoor training session, John. Oh, yeah. It's wrecked me feet for two weeks. Oh, so I've no. Not, I've not been... So actually, the last whole week, I've been sat with my feet up. Look at... With my feet up on. On the turn <laughs> Well, at least it's found a use. And as I look at it now, there is a jacket <laughs> hanging on the handlebars of my bike, which is pretty much how all those sort of exercise machines go. But I will be doing something called Zwift, John. Oh, exciting but that's nothing to do with the national no, it's league not. is it so, but although i did think i would like to do a tour on my bike of all the worst towns in britain which <laughs> as we've discussed is how the they national make up the national league should we do it should we do that which we do a tour of all the yes. national league grounds on yeah, the bike charity john yeah when or are you not start but when yeah you're gonna do it or not <laughs> <Just>. <laughs> we could just we could take the money um, hey, an exciting week in the National League, John. And before you tell me the news, yep. I know that Macclesfield, definitely gone, aren't they? Which we knew anyway because of last week's National League insider. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> I think the National League it's outsider might have been proving why he's outside and not inside <laughs> with that one. Yeah, he knew it, didn't he, Johnny? He told us all, didn't he? I'm not sure he did. But yes, we'll come to Macclesfield. Look, should we work out what's coming hey, up on the podcast? John, what's coming up in the podcast this week? Well, this week, uh, lots and lots of National League news. Again, I can't keep up with all these games. The National League, games, uh, so many games. Thick Saturday, a, a, a random... midfield. <laughs> <laughs> Which one's thick? Actually, don't need to say, we all know. But happy birthday to him. <laughs> <laughs> but not a talkie podcast. Um, yes, a random game on Monday. 
just, yeah, what was just, that? It just suddenly cropped up. I think it caught Wrexham out, did you? I think they <laughs> thought it was Tuesday. That's what happened there. I think that's probably what happened, yeah. I mean, I can't it's blame Tuesday, them. It's Tuesday, isn't it? Oh, God! God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so lots of National League news. Um, we, it was, well, I mean, it should have been non-league day um, mm. at the weekend because it's international oh, break, yeah. isn't it? Poor old non-league rates, usually where... Um, you know the, the non-league clubs. Yeah, he comes into his own. The non-league clubs got to promote themselves. It didn't happen this year, but um, uh, a friend of yours, a friend of mine, a friend of this podcast, uh, the, the excellent, brilliant um, radio presenter Paul Hawksby. Oh yes. Um, went to a non-league game. He's a Spurs fan usually, and he decided this weekend he was going to pop to a non-league game. Slumming it was he, John? He went to Enfield v Leatherhead, and I uh, had a quick. Big interview with him this week to find out how his non-league what? experience was. What league is that, John? It's in the it's in the the, Ith, the Ithmian somewhere. League. I I find the Ithmian league a bit confusing. There's there's lots of it? lots of different levels of it. No one knows how to get in or <laughs> it's, out. It's a wonder that the right clubs turn up in the right places. It's very confusing. Well, maybe they don't. Maybe they all just turn <laughs> up at random. Sometimes they haven't got a game. Nope, there's no one here. <laughs> Um, so we're going to report on that. We're going to speak to, again, I can't stress enough, it's not a talkie podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, the legendary one and only Martin Gritton. He's uh, played for a lot of teams, John. He's, he's played for Stockport. Grimsby. He's played for Chesterfield. Exactly. Uh, did he ever spell it Yeovil? I want to say he had to spell it yeah, Yeovil. Probably. What Truro City. We have to ask him about Truro, Truro City. City was, on. was on. Macclesfield. So we're going to chat to him about all things non-league. Just have a good old chinwag with Martin. And yeah, lots of your letters as well. Oh, really? We've got some letters? Got some done. letters. That's always nice. We yeah. get letters. Hey, hey, just before we go, that's great. Great. Doesn't great. that sound good? Looking forward to it, John. It sounds <laughs> excellent. Just before we go into the news... I just wanted to bring up the rule change I've come up with, which I know you. Yeah, well, I've with. written it down to, to talk about. It. So let's let's All right, we just talk address about that. Yeah, yeah. Let's address that. So this is how we we rebalance the obvious plastic pitch. The cheaty pitch problem. The cheaty pitch problem. Yeah. Sutton, Harrogate, Bromley. I know Harrogate are in the league now. In much the same way as we've seen this week with the Premier League clubs, Project Big Picture. This is Project Big Cheaters that we're <laughs> yeah, addressing. Yeah, get rid of them. Let's get rid of them. <laughs> Right, and this is what it is. Home win, two points. For the plastic pitches. Four points. Yeah, there you go. Isn't that a lovely idea, John? Bromley, Sutton. If they win by four goals or something, then they get the three points. So it makes them take a risk. (laughs) I mean, this was in no way cooked up when Bromley were winning (laughs) (laughs) 1-0 against Torquay on on Saturday. Not in the slightest. um, Not that we're a Torquay podcast, but um, we'll come back... I like that Gary said that uh, Josh Omera was scared of the plastic <laughs> pitch. Yes, that was odd, wasn't it? Which you were scared of it. <laughs> it's like he'd have a bad dream about it as a child. Yeah, that was very odd. <laughs> Where are we, John? Hey, it's time for some news. Let's have some news. Let's go back to Saturday first because we've got a lot to get through. Boreham mm. Wood, nil. Halifax, town, nil. Uh. Not interesting. Oh God! Although that's good though. That's really Limey. good for it. That's good because I thought Halli- I think Halifax is going to be up there. So that's a good score. Line. Yeah. Um, Chesterfield four, Woking nil. Cue the laughing policeman. To be fair, they've had a good start. They Woking John. To be fair, yeah, they have, and it was they were sort of only losing one nil to the last few minutes. And then Chesterfield went mad and scored three goals in the last five minutes. So four nil to them on Saturday. Yeah, that's uh, good. Seeing as uh, when the 
talky play Chesterfield, the Chesterfield manager just wanged <laughs> on about how they don't play the full 90 minutes. He scored three. <laughs> in... oh, um, Eastley won, Orchingham won. Maidenhead, yeah, the Spitfires. Maidenhead nil, Hartlepool four. Um, Hartlepool have got off to an amazing start. Um, and We've got them on the telly in a few weeks, John. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that at the moment, actually. They're oh, looking rather on. good. Um, Barry Johnson's yellow army. Maidenhead um, have a, um, one of their players scored an own goal, and I think he wins the award for the most Italian player of the week, mm. Danilo De Domo. <laughs> That is someone who didn't know his actual name, is it? Danilo Dodomo? Do you know his name? Yeah, yeah, it's Danilo (laughs) Dodomo. Write that down, John. Just write down something vaguely Italian. Yeah. Um, Notts County 4, Barnet 2, so Barnet swept aside. Fours. Yeah, a lot of fours. A lot of goals going in, really. All the fours. Speaking of which, Sully Holmore's five, Kings Lynn nil. What the hell uh, happened there on the weekend? That was unbelievable. I told you, Kings Lynn, just going to struggle, John. Well, you did say at the start that was going to be their only win of the season. Has it been so far? And, well... <laughs> you get the Grand Nationalo on, I think, too. You went wrong. And, yeah, Sully Holmore's also had Cranston playing for them. I don't know if it was Brian, but uh, we'll try to find out on that. The away coach. A lot of, that's, that's how they get all the money, John. Yes. Afford all those Getting players for the cup run. Camper van. the crystal meth. <laughs> um, Gabby Nee might come up a few times in this episode because he was, oh. he's been on fire recently, but he sent oh, me right. he sent me a message um, regarding linking. I was going to scroll back through all his updates <laughs> during the game last night. Just found out one of my golf playing partners tomorrow is Lynn Slynn. <laughs> I don't know if she supports Kings Lynn, but I'm sure she's on LinkedIn. She's, uh, uh, says, he says he didn't know. I, we all know where he's met her. Uh, Lynn Slynn, yeah. Lynn Slim. Maybe she's Lynn a. Slim. <laughs> maybe she's from Kings Can Lynn. Can I have a gin and Slim for Lynn Slim? I've met her on LinkedIn and we're off to Kings Lynn. <laughs> Um, just last few from Saturday Stockport 3 Dover 0 Weymouth 0 Sutton 1 um, and uh, the Sutton goal scorer is probably this week's poshest player of the week okay William Randall Huron Very yeah, posh. Great. I mean, other than I'm so pleased we played Stockport early, John, because they are oh, yeah. murdering teams. They've really they? suddenly, yeah, come out firing. Uh, Yeovil nil, Wrexham one, Dagenham one, Wheelstone nil, and Bromley one, Torquay two. That was Saturday. Mm-hmm. Lovely win for Torquay there. Lovely of a yeah, little last minute. Rare 90th minute win. We don't do that very often, do we? We always lose in like the 88. On to Monday. Maybe cue up the laughing policeman again here. <laughs> Wrexham Wrexham nil Maidenhead won (laughs) (laughs) he had nine players turned up with half an hour to go he had a keeper playing in gardening gloves (laughs) can we got any gloves find him some gloves he's got any gloves get him some gloves (laughs) Um, it was Maidenhead stick some stick some newspaper down you a couple of planks of wood to stick him down there get on with it it was Maidenhead's first win of the season as well. It's very funny. <laughs> um, Tuesday night, though, uh, Barnet won Weymouth nil. Weymouth still uh, yet to get a win this season. They are well and truly in uh, Newton Abbott Football Club, I think, mm, probably, so a, far. I'll tell you what, John, the bottom four, well, it's not going to be bottom four, is it? It's going to be bottom three. Mm. Well, I'll tell you what, as they're, uh, the eight teams that are more or less down there already, that's it. <laughs> 
That's it. The season may as well call the season now. Yeah. Um, it was Dover nil. Aldershot five. Dover had De Havilland uh, playing for them. Not sure if it was Olivia. Um, <laughs> John, what's the Dover stream going to be like? Probably, but I, I imagine awful. <laughs> the I dream. Really would bad. Be to project the Dover match onto the White Cliff. <laughs> Well, they, the, I mean, because the Bromley one was unbelievable. Good, wasn't Absolutely it? Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Like a proper telly um, program, like like multi-camera, good presenters, good mm. good commentators, all that sort of stuff. Really, really good. But, I mean, some clubs, I think, are going to get caught on the hop here. Well, it's going to be like someone it? doing a flick book. <laughs> Older shots the other week f- f- had the camera pointing the wrong way for one of their goals. <laughs> Did you see that? Or <laughs> you could oh, see in the, in the corner of the shop was one of the players on the halfway line celebrating and the commentator, well, there's been a goal I, at the other end. If I had to watch older <laughs> every week, I'd point the camera the other way. <laughs> uh, Ross McContract did get off the bench, by the way, finally played four Indeed. minutes four minutes at the end of the game. Halifax won the Oval 1. The Oval also winless so far, bit of a bit of a surprise there. Hartlepool nil, Bromley nil. Um, Whoa. Unbeaten, unbeaten start though still for Hartlepool top of the table Kings Lynn nil Boreham Woods three more oh. misery for Kings Lynn there and they actually had uh, someone in goal called Mare as well they obviously had a bit of a Mare <laughs> <laughs> on that particular Tom evening Pierce, Tom Pierce lend me your grey Mare <laughs> not a talky podcast no and it's a fine bit of nominative determinism uh, Sutton nil Notts County won 94th minute winner for Notts County Bit unoriginal, I think, really. No, yeah. Bit unoriginal. Hack. Get your Hack, own, John. get your own act. God. Seen, exactly. They they just saw us and that looks good fun. Yeah. We'll do that. <laughs> uh, Woking to Dagenham and Redbridge nil. Not bothered. Mm. Who cares? Not interesting. Mm. Although I did see our friend Napper scored, which was good. Oh, What's yeah. brilliant though is Woking being up near the top is that you know they'll just bottle it. <laughs> so it's good having them there, just there or thereabouts. Just to lure them in. I'm actually more interested in the fact they've got a midfielder called Tommy Block. Was he oh. great in the tackle? Really Tommy, good in the tackle, Tommy, Tommy, Tommy Block. block. <laughs> He's just Tommy from the block. He's Tommy from the block. Put Jenny from the block in there, John. I put it right in there now. Who did he used to play for? Because that's key to the... <laughs> yes, it used to, used to, used to play, play for... for Probably Concord Rangers. That's that scans. Used to play for Hibs. Now he's... Mm. Hibs? Yeah. Not great. Doesn't really Tommy work, block. does it? Sounds no. like a made-up name in Rocky, doesn't it? <laughs> Sounds like, like who got I gotta find Tommy Block before I go for my big fight. And Torquay to Chesterfield one. Boom! <laughs> Chesterfield are a right bogey team as well, John. Yeah, we've never, we never done well against Chesterfield, yeah, have teams, we? I tell you what, it's our year. It's Torquay's year, John. I didn't say our year. Well, again, I didn't watch it because I didn't watch Saturdays. Uh, and we won, so I didn't watch last night, but I was getting updates from Gammy Knee. So, yeah, I got the sense. I got. <laughs> well, it's worked so far. And, yeah, I got the sense we were the better team. And he did He did message me at one point. And he said, how much was that? I said, it's £9. And he logged on and said, do you have to pay £10 to get up view of the whole pitch? Doesn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he like a gantry, John? It's exciting when they knock it down the it's wing. Quite like that, and, and you don't know if it's in or out. That bit or... below the camera where you can't yes, quite brilliant. see what's going on. And then suddenly a player appears just out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. Is that all the news, John? That's the news. This is the National Obsession. The National Obsession. You are listening.
You're listening to The National Obsession. And now we haven't had one this season, John, but it's a thrill to have him on. It's the one and only Paul Hawksby, your colleague, my yep. colleague. And he went to a non-league game on the weekend, uh, Enfield v Leatherhead. Big Tottenham fan, isn't he, John? Yep, TalkSport presenter, um, ha- writer for Harry Hill. Harry, uh, edited Two 90 Ronnies, minutes. Ed- editor yeah, edited 90 Minutes, minutes Shoot. All sorts of stuff. Um, he's written Frankie Howard, loads oh. of, yeah. Madam. Brilliant. <laughs> and here he is on the big interview. Did you enjoy your non-league experience? Well, yes, uh, I did. It was my first for uh, some time, actually. I used to go to uh, Enfield when I was a kid. Uh, and those were in the days when they used to have re-election to the Football League. And the decision was really made by the uh, club chairman based on the quality of your drinks cabinet. And uh, Enfield's obviously wasn't up to scratch. Because the f- despite the fact they won the Ishmian League and they were at the pinnacle of non-league football every season. They never got elected into the Football League, of course, until the year when it became uh, automatic promotion and they didn't win it. And uh, really from that point, it never quite went well for them. But it was a great experience. Uh, All the COVID protocols were managed very, very well by the club. We bought our tickets up front. It was a sellout. 350 people could go and it was all ticketed and, and they all went. It was a good turnout, good atmosphere. Little gaggle of Leatherhead fans behind the goal. Uh, great to hear your ah every time a goalkeeper takes a kick. Don't tend to get that in the Premier League. That was quite old school. We could have a pint. And uh, it, it was a fantastic experience. Which And it's made me realise that I should do it a little bit more often. If Enfield were your team on your only experience of football, uh, do you think you'd have been in sports media for the last 30 years? That's a very good question. I don't see why not. I mean, quite a lot of what we do and what I've always done in magazines has kind of been gleaned from the top end. Maybe sort of taking the out of stuff in the Premier League and at that level because that's the most obvious thing. So if I wasn't invested in a Premier League team or as it was a first division team in those days, who knows? Yeah, it could have been different. I'd have maybe a slightly more sort of parochial look, but I'd still have that outlook whether I was talking about Enfield players or whether I was talking about... Tottenham players, I'm sure the process is the same. I'm trying to think of people that are hardcore non uh, Charlie Baker, of course, John Cadogan, uh, both men invested in this, uh, doing fine work. So I'd like to think yes, but a, a very good question that I will uh, I will dwell on after this conversation. Did you spot the next Jamie Vardy? Well, I'll tell you what, their centre for uh, Enfield's centre forward, um, whose name sadly I should have taken. But I believe his name is Billy. Um, was um, was excellent, very very good player, and uh, I, I discovered that he is the, the best paid, the best paid apparently of all the players currently at the club, and I could see why. Was there anything about the day that your co-presenter and non-league uh, sceptic Andy Jacobs would have enjoyed? Um, it was a bit cold. We had a little bit of rain at one point. He wouldn't have liked that. Um, he wouldn't have enjoyed the quality of the football because he's a real football elitist. He's always said, "I'm not going to go and watch Amdram." If I can go to the West End and watch proper football, uh, no, not a bit of it. The National Obsession. You are listening to the National Obsession, and it's oh, what a thrill, John! 
I mean, we, ne- we always get people on this podcast now and again, but never like absolute winners. <laughs> and we're not a talkie podcast. It's we're not a talkie podcast in any way. Um, which is why um, we got the former Grimsby uh, Plymouth Argyle. <laughs> Stop how much time Chester- you got? Chesterfield striker Martin Gritton. How are you, Martin? Yes. I'm great, John. I'm great. Great to speak to you both. Uh, great to speak to you, Charlie. Um, yeah, great. delighted to be on. A good time to get me on, actually, isn't it? Well, it is, I mean, like we say, we're not a talkie podcast. It just so happens that you've been to two out of the three uh, of the last uh, talkie games. Uh, so we thought it would be worth sort of catching up with you, how you feel. Um, talkie United, just again, just a random National League club, picked at random, how you think that they've they've done so far in, in the games you've seen. Well, I, I've been very excited to watch them, actually. I mean, I think... All of us were at, uh, I, I bumped into you two at Sutton, which was yes. the last mm. game. The last before. game, wasn't it? Yeah, and that was pretty brutal. I mean, uh, you know, for all the good that uh, Torquay did that season, that was a, that was a strange way to end it. Um, but I was really excited by the signings, uh, excited just by the general energy around the, the club and the, and the focus, you know, and, and going into this one. So, do you know what, Eastleigh, uh, after the Stockport win, lovely, mm. another one of my ex-clubs, but um, that's not narrowing <laughs> it down. Um, you know, great win. Uh, the momentum was taken into the Eastleigh game. Eastleigh, they were f- phenomenal. For the first hour, just unbelievable. But Eastleigh did it to Barnet at the weekend. They, they held them to one each and then scored four in the last few minutes. And they kind of sucker-punched Torquay a little bit. And I felt a bit sorry for them because Connor Lemonhead Evans was best player on the pitch by head and yeah. shoulders. He ended up having to go off. Then Asa Hall came off. And then that really, as you boys know, that can really affect this, this, the tempo and the structure of Torquay's team. And then they kind of capitulated a little bit, which was... A shame against Bromley. Bromley were massive. They were a bunch of yeah. kind of giant team stro- fit strapping guys. And, and Torquay looked like little boys against them. And then, but obviously, then eased themselves into the game, found their feet and did the reverse of what Easley did, kind of suckered them in and, and picked them off at the end. And, I mean, just some really brilliant players to, to watch for Torquay at the minute. I thought Umero was brilliant. Danny, uh, Danny Wright was brilliant up front against... Um, uh, sorry, Eastley. Uh, but then you look at Adam Randall. Adam Randall is just such an exciting talent. He reminds me of a young Aggie Russell, and there's no higher wow. praise. Oh, wow, wait. Just absolutely commanding the tempo of the, the game. Uh, and then obviously Danny Wright keeping his composure to score a penalty after working so hard over the games that I've seen him play, you know, and then taking his chance when it was most important. So, And that's amongst a, you know, a whole host of other great performances from the team. That's interesting, actually. You say that Danny Wright and Josh are doing, Amira are doing really well because I think there's been a bit of unrest. I know I've sort of gone not sure about this myself. Um, I think it's because they're de- very different forwards to what we've had in the last yes. couple of years. Um, they they are sort of a bit more. They're very untalky. We, we, we've never <laughs> had, we've never had that sort of bruiser player up front, particularly. We had John Gale once. Yeah. Um, maybe Tim Sills, you know, Tim Sills yeah. isn't, isn't really a bruiser, but he's just tall. But we never have that sort of backing into players, bullying them. We never have that sort of player. And so uh, w- what are they doing, Martin, that is that you can see as a professional and a you know brilliant eye on the game? What are they doing that we can't see as laymen? Well, what I think is brilliant, I mean, you talk about bruisers. I mean, there's been a cut. Lee Thorpe was an excellent bruiser for you boys back yeah. in the day, but he was at the end of his career. I mean, I played up front with Bayo and Leon Constantine, so the three of us up front, yeah. was it, it was it was like, it's a knockout. Do you know what I mean? Martin, were you there at the game when, um, when uh, Bayo came back for Swansea and Danny Stevens had to mark him? <laughs> no. I, do. I mean, Mark that's like a, a corner. 
That's like a WWE fight or something. Yeah. <laughs> that's outrageous. And um, well, you know, back to the point I had. I mean, we've had yeah. we've had them over the years, but the most impo- most interesting thing was against Eastley. They pinned them. So Umera and Danny Wright pinned the centre halves in, so they couldn't they couldn't come out. So basically, Eastley were camped in their own half, which means that the midfield gets to play further up the pitch. If you give Jake Andrews, you give Connor Lemonhead Evans, you give those players that quality in the final third, which they had, and then you got the pace of them. Um, the main was played really well. Whitfield. Uh, Whitfield, what an absolute little flyer down the left hand side. So to be honest, what it does is it creates this. Um, it creates a space for the rest of the team to play. And now the problem is big guys get tired so as the game went on you know it became less effective so there has to be a plan b the plan b didn't quite work against easily but um i thought the the, the plan was executed brilliantly against bromley and and to be honest the winning against chesterfield the icing on the cake after this last 10 days isn't it yeah let's just talk about you martin because you're a very nice chap and and um i'm interested in why you had so many clubs and i and i don't know if this is anywhere in the theory at all right you, you, you strike me as someone who turns up and brings positivity to a team or immediately would walk into a dressing room, bring a, a bit of positivity and, you know, you're a, you're a nice guy. Do you think that held you back being a nice guy because you became easy to drop? Well, this is, this, is an, this is an interesting point. It depends who your manager is. Now, I would say that at key points in my career, I'm not certainly not going to be a, a bleeding heart about it, I had to make some serious decisions. So the first one was at Torquay. You can't, Plymouth was the decision was made for me. I wasn't good enough. But Torquay gave me that chance. And I, you know, But Leroy, I remember Leroy turning around to me. I hadn't scored for like eight or nine games. And I said... I just, my head was low and he turned around and went, well, we ain't get anyone else to put in, so you're going to play. <laughs> you know, it's not like we literally couldn't afford to bring in another striker. I ended up scoring like eight or nine goals in my next 10 games. Yeah. And it was that, but other clubs, I just didn't get given that opportunity to ride out the, the, the bad times. Also, when I played for teams that were top of the league, was at Lincoln, we were top of the league of flying. I'm just surplus to requirements. I'm like, you're not going to have a, a spare target man lying around your bench. I'm better off. So then I'd go to Mansfield, bottom of the league. We'd get them up to mid-table. Then I'd go to Macclesfield, do well there. Move to Chesterfield, who is near, near the top of the team because they bought me, not because I was rejected. And then what happens is, well, Chesterfield think they're probably better than they are. So they're like, well, we'll get in a couple of guys from higher division. Grits can be a spare. And I'm like, well... I'm not a great spare to have because you've got to keep me. You've got to keep me tuned and playing yeah. matches. So then I have to go out again. The other, the other bottom line, Charlie, is it comes down to money. So as a player, you go well. How do I prolong my career and keep earning the best I can? And it's staying at the highest level. So sometimes I had to compromise. Sometimes I had to say, well, look, to stay in the league, I'm just going to have to shut up and suck it up for a season and then wait for my chance. If I dropped down and played for, you know, I had opportunities in the conference, I could go down and play five or six seasons, maybe for the same team in the conference, but. It would be, you know, the risk is always, well, when does the money run out? Or, or when does that manager not fancy you? So yeah. it's, it's just a, it's a game of cat and mouse. And do you know what? The niceness is quite funny because managers who are nasty b****, excuse me, uh, excuse the, the swearers. Now, managers, managers who are nasty b****. Took an instant dislike because I had a very laissez-faire attitude towards things, Charlie. And that yeah. that can rub people up the wrong way. Managers, also, you're who... quite clever, aren't you? You're clever though, as well, Martin. And and people and a lot of people won't have liked that well, because it, it, it's like it's like you're cleverer than them. So they if, almost like they've got to knock that out of you. If ever John Sheridan happens to be one of your managers, don't take a guardian onto the, the team bus, all right? Because that does not go down well. 
I remember walking on and Ruben Hazel saying to me when I was at Tokyo, I bought the car. all of our away trips for six, seven hours. I was like, of course I need a broadsheet. He was like, God, yeah. he was like, who do you think you are? I'm like, it's a newspaper. It's not Dostoevsky. Do you know what I mean? It's, so um, you, have, you have these constant kind of um, give and takes. I do like the idea that Gary Johnson reads War and Peace on the... Uh, yes, he on the <laughs> um, He'd go, War and Peace, what? I tried to sign him. <laughs> <laughs> what makes... Like when you, you've played, you've been in champion winning teams and you've been in bottom division teams and you must look yep. at the, uh, the, the uh, National League now and League Two now. What makes the difference? I always think, this is my theory, is that you need three players playing below themselves. Basically, yeah. play, three either you need three players playing a division below themselves, and you need a couple of players who are out, who absolutely need it, absolutely yeah. need, without it they're sort of nothing, you know. And then that gives you that momentum to, to take the team. Is that is that about right? Yeah, I'd say that's absolutely right. And I think what you do is those players that do make the difference are the ones that set the tone. So if they're disaffected, then the changing rooms coming in in a, in a hump every day then it affects the rest of the team. But if you get everyone buying into it, and I'll talk about you, Yovo were a perfect example of that. You'd have players coming. Yovo, it, it's easier getting a Torquay than it is getting to Yovo. Do you know what I mean? It's like some, it's like Narnia. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's impossible. It's, just, it's a pain in the arse. But, no one's so ever it, actually been there. Exactly. You've been to Glastonbury, but just not Yovo. Um, but they, getting players to, to a club like Yovo, you have to want to go there. Do you know what I mean? So if you're on loan from Bristol City or if you're on loan from a London club, you know, it's a couple hours away. or it's a, it's, It means that you're just like, right, we're in this together. And I always thought that Yovo had that sort of mentality as a club. Torquay was the same because, you know, it was a long way to get players down from London when Leroy was bringing them down, but you get them all buying in. If you get your top players buying in, keep David Graham happy, keep Alex Russell happy, and, yeah. and you're going to win more matches than you last lose. Last season as well, we had uh, Liam, didn't we? Liam Rossini. Oh, wow. Obviously. Yeah. And I was at his first game, and he played about 60 minutes, 70 minutes, I think. Yeah. And he was absolutely broken by the end of it because he hadn't played in yeah. six months or whatever. He was a young kid as well, and he was, he 17, 18. He and he turned up, and he just absolutely different different yeah. level grits this has been absolutely brilliant we'd love to have you back on at some point uh, i think you should give us regular talky updates and whenever <laughs> we've got technical questions for you which you answered so brilliant <laughs> earlier on like why do you think they're good i think they're rubbish no this is why they're good all <laughs> oh, right okay thank you very much. so we'd love to have it. thank you so much for joining us today yeah thank you so much grits Listen. it's been brilliant Absolute pleasure, gents. I'm covering another couple of games for talking soon. So, yeah, keep an ear out and I'll, I'll be happy to come back on. And, Charlie, did you not think he sounded a lot more flexible uh, this evening? I don't know if it's because of the yoga he's been doing, but I just think hey, he sounded yes. a lot more... Sort of you know. keeping himself he's got to keep yeah. those knees going he's, well, he's got, another, got another five seasons in him he's got another six <laughs> moves in him yet yeah? namaste lads namaste <laughs> cheers Chris thanks cheers lads Thank bye the national obsession you are listening to the national obsession with me Charlie Baker and John Cadogan and it's time for letters from a listener when you go will you send back a letter from a listener. Who knows, John? Lovely. We'll find out, won't we? It sounded crisp to me. Oh, crisp, crisp. audio, crisp and clear. Any letters, John? We have got several letters, yes. Not several, John. Yeah. I had an argument with someone once about how many several was. We, was it you? It was me, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it so was me. In your mind, several is two. or No, three, I think you thought was several. <laughs> several is more than three. <laughs> 
Yeah, it was it was quite unseemly. Um, <laughs> we have an email here from Stephen Baker. Any relation? No relation. No, no relation. I don't well, think just all my relations right into this show. <laughs> well, one of mine has, but I don't think show. I'm going to bother reading it out. I think we'll just leave that on. <laughs> oh, leave that to one side. Show, I called it then, John. You did call it a show. That used okay. to be a controversy as well. Um, we've actually spoken to Stephen before because, ah. um, uh, well, I'll, I'll just read out his email. On the ice, gents, brilliant to hear you back for the new season. As your self-appointed Halesawind Town FA Trophy ah, correspondent, yes. do you remember? Halesawind's yeah. brilliant FA, ca- FA Trophy run. Or... FA Trophy. Uh, well, he says, because it's now resumed, it gives me no pleasure in informing you that Halesawind Town were knocked out in the semi-final oh. stage against Concord Rangers a couple of weeks oh, back following some no. heroic performances from the Yelts boys. That was their nickname. Remember the Yelts? the Yelts? Come on, you Yelts. Hopefully you'll join me in fully getting behind National League South side Concord in the final against the yes. team who abandoned the National League system last season, Harrogate Town. So Harrogate mm. are coming back for one game only. Imagine <laughs> that. Swan- swanning back in. Like, <laughs> like someone who's left a small town like Newton Abbott and moved to the big city and made a go of himself. <laughs> and, and then coming back. And coming back. And acting the in, big I am. into the cider bar and going, who wants a drink? <laughs> Get everything you want. Slamming. Have you ever seen a 50 pound note before? <laughs> These are called jeans. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, yeah, so yes, we are uh, yeah, fully on, behind Concord boys. Rangers. No, lo- oh, the, you went there, John, and I always go on about it. I the miss that day, one. Yeah. The away day at Concord Rangers last year was absolutely brilliant. And that is, of course, the the uh, where it happened. The uh, There's Dave Thomas spending his <laughs> Netflix money. Yeah, that was it. When is that? Did he tell us when it is, Steve? No. We need more information. <laughs> Could look it up. Not On the ice, to. you, Steve. Is Steve a foff, John? He's not, but I feel like he should hey, be. Hey, let's get in there. We're crowning foffs this week. Chikuk, foff number. I'm going to go 39. Is this a good time to tell you that I haven't updated my spreadsheet from oh, last week yet? God. John. <laughs> I don't know. It's I like think you don't care about this podcast. We gave out two. Oh, no, I have. There we Chikunk. go. Rich Mills, Ian Churchill, 36, uh, 37. Pod. Uh, pod, pod number. <laughs> pod. Pod number thirty-seven. Chikung. Steve Baker. Brilliant. Stephen Baker going in there. There well he is. Done, I put Banker. He's in there and then now. Baker. Stephen Banker. Stephen Banker. Great. Great. That's a great start. Any other nice. letters, John? Yes, we've got one other letter oh. uh, to bring you. Mark Ridley, Foff thirty-three, who also emailed oh. us last week as well. One uh, other letter, John. Yeah. You said we had several letters. This well, is the second letter. Well. I was going to read out my brother's one, and I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> yes, go on. Um, Mark Ridley says, Dear fellow anglers, together with a friend, oh. we decided to... I'm not an angler, by the way. Together with a friend, we decided to take in Saturday's game at Winchester, home to Jeff Stelling and King Alfred. Ah, yes. Yes. Um, Winchester Town, what are they? The Bells? The Cathedrals? Do you remember we played them in the FA Cup and they were knobs? We gave them a signed ball and they booted it out of their minibus on the way home. (laughs) Get stuffed. (laughs) Get stuffed. Winchester. Yeah, go on. Yeah. Anyway, yes, says home to Jesseling and King Alfred. We did ponder how Jeff would get on presenting Soccer Saturday in the times of King Alfred. There's been a goal at the Diva Victrix Amphitheatre, but which way has it gone, John Quinn? <laughs> I didn't see it, Jack. I had an arrow in my eye. Oh, no, that wasn't King Alfred, was it? <laughs> That's the, all the letters, it, John? That's it, yeah. couple of great letters there. Thanks so much for getting in touch on the ice to you. Do get in touch with us at NatObsPod on the Twitter. Or NationalObsession at gmail.com. That's it for another week, John. Episode 114. There we are. Absolutely brilliant. May the 
Torquay United continue to win in the 92nd minute for the rest of our lives. All those years of losing in the 88th minute, the chickens, the gulls are coming home to roost. That's what it is. That's <laughs> it from the National Obsession. On the ice to you. On the ice. The National Obsession with John Cadogan and Charlie Baker.